Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. My inspiration for these episodes is often hearing somebody else. And my next guest is so inspirational for me and so many other people. And I saw something that he did the other day that inspired me to want to talk to you more about investing in yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, here to help you and your wedding and event business sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Welcome back to another special dialogue episode. I have a very special guest here who's going to turn his camera on any second now. And it is my good friend, Bill Herman. And Bill, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for calling me one of your good friends. That's the best thing I've heard all day. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was watching a video that you did the other day, sitting out on your back porch and talking about people investing in themselves. And you as both a, a performer and educator, right? You are actually out there doing, you're a practitioner. You're out there doing things at a very high level and teaching other people how to do that as well. And this is not about people hiring you or me. This is about how people can invest in themselves personally and professionally. So what was the spark for you to do that episode that you did? Well, you know, I, it's always been a thing for me that people call me asking questions, right? And they always want to know, usually, so what kind of microphone do you use? Uh, what kind of speakers do you have? Uh, tell me about your marketing. And it's like, yeah, those those are important. Uh, tell me all your sales skills. Well, this and this and this. Uh, they they, they want to go collect all the things that that I have or whoever they're talking to. And I'm sure with you as well, they, they find somebody that they think is successful or they would like to be successful as. And they say, well, I want to have his kind of speakers and his kind of trailer and his kind of marketing and his kind of photographs. And, you know, and that's great. Uh, and I remember being there. That's how I started, right? I, I looked around at people and I wanted to know what I could do to be exactly like them. But the problem was, is I got all that stuff and then I wasn't exactly like them. I was just me with all of their stuff. <laughs> and, and, and I never really understood why it wasn't this, what I wanted, right? I, I saw the stuff, right? I, I came to the conclusion later on uh, over lots of other, well, investing in myself and talking to other people that... It was really, no one is buying any of my stuff. Everyone is buying who I am, who I share myself as, and the skills that I have in being, well, as a, and as a DJ, as being charming, being uh, smooth, being able to communicate in a, in a way that, that sounds professional, looks professional, is professional. And none of that had to do with how I amplify my voice. 
or how I like my body or how I uh, take my pictures. I, I, I can make my marketing look amazing, but if I show up like a doofus, the marketing doesn't help. And then my, my, everything that I do now beyond that is suspect, right? Right. So, and, and, and part of the issue in the wedding industry and in the event industry is that the barrier to entry is so low. And uh, I can buy your stuff, right? I, I can go right now to uh, Ben from NLFX, or I can go to EV or whatever, and I can buy the same stuff you're using. We were actually talking about microphones before, but that's for a different reason. It's just kind of fun. We were doing that. So people come to me and they say, oh, I, I saw you on stage. You're so good. Uh, you know, what do I have to do to be like you? And I tell them, start studying the craft of speaking, Right. Because just like with a DJ, just like with a photographer, just like with a caterer or whatever, the end result, the better it is, the more work it took. And, and it's the it's the storytelling. It's the it, well. It's it, it's also being more confident in who you are. If if you want to be on a stage, stage in particular, but any craft where people hire you because you're the best, the best also walk into the room pretty confident that they are okay that they. They can pick up their microphone and use it without seeing that it's being used, right? All I'm using it for is to, I wish it was invisible, right? right. I wish I could put a, an, a, a lavalier that was hidden in front of an audience and have it sound as loud as necessary for the whole room. Because all I need is to be heard at this point. But at the time, right. this thing, they think, well, they're looking at this thing. I'm professional because I have this thing, and it really is not the case. And that confidence comes from taking classes from people or, or just for performers. It's more about doing it more, right? You would like to, it's good to take classes and to study the art of speaking and being on stage, or if it's photography, how you use your camera, the art of lighting and shadows and storytelling and all of that. But it is now being confident enough to walk into a room without thinking, using that tool like it's part of who you are. Because if you can be who you are on stage, if you can be who you are for your client, then that's what they want in the first place. They don't care about all the other stuff. Right. So confidence comes from preparation. Yes. Right. Michael, Michael Jordan knew that he would make the shot most of the time because he had practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and then practiced some more and practiced some more and practiced some more. Uh, anybody who's read Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, the 10,000 hour thing about that, you know, I've given so many speeches uh, I, I say to people, there are people that speak, there are subject matter experts, and there are subject matter experts who speak. There are also entertainers, there are MCs, there are different ways that you can be on stage. To me, a, a subject matter expert who speaks is someone who can get off the stage and continue the conversation they started on the stage with no notes, no slides, no anything. Like you said, you know, a DJ, an MC who walks into a room, picks up the microphone and starts talking is confident about that because they're prepared. You are a guy that is prepared. If you weren't prepared to be the MC there and somebody's like, hey, the MC just got sick, Bill, take over, you can do that. So let's talk about investing in yourself. This is personally and professionally, because it's not just about, not just about professional investment, taking Bill's classes, taking other classes, going to conferences and stuff like that. What type of investments do you see wedding professionals or you think that wedding professionals should do? Well, it's pretty broad when it comes to wedding yeah. professionals. I mean, honestly, you, if starting with your yourself 
that can have the, the largest impact because as you become more confident in who you are, how you are, how you feel, how you see yourself, how others see you will, will grow as well. Mm-hmm. And, and as you start to take care of maybe just your physicality, your body, uh, your mind, uh, those other things will be like, well, I've got this. I should also work with my camera more. I should also, uh, maybe there's a better way to, to create an experience with flowers. Uh, uh, this venue is, is gorgeous and I'm doing a great job, but now I've got this confidence that maybe I can create something that no one has ever seen. I, I kind of did it backwards. As an actor, you know, you, you spend a lot of time uh, in your self-loathing, right? <laughs> you, you, you get all of your love from uh, the stage. You, you get off the stage and you ask 500 people to love you. Uh, it takes a while before you start to figure that out. And as I've gotten older and, and started to look inward, started to take care of my body, my mind, uh, uh, spent time uh, reading, uh, read, 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 read anything, okay? Mm-hmm. Read subject matter that, that you love, but, uh, but read anything, really. Um, these things start to, when you learned about it in school, it didn't sound right, right? Like, I got to waste my time reading books and it's going to well-round me? The truth of it is, it really does. Uh, get out every day and start walking or, or have a regular routine of exercise of some sort, okay? Um, eat well, uh, work out your diet, take out the things of your diet that you know are bad for you. Maybe treat yourself every once in a while, but honestly, once you take those things out, they go away. You start to feel better. Uh, you start to think better. Uh, uh, when your body starts to change, your mind starts to change as well. Right. right. So uh, what I notice is it's the wanting to know more, the acceptance that you don't know everything, Right. What was it, uh, Henry Ford? Uh, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And I know, actually, I live by a mantra that I don't want to ever be the best I can ever be. I do want to be the best I've ever been every time. So I know I'm not the best speaker I can ever be, no matter how good I am. I know I'm not the best author I can be, no matter how good I am, because I know I can be better. Uh, and I learned that with martial arts, and I think we've probably spoken about this. I started Taekwondo when I was 39. Right? Not when I was nine, not when I was 19, not when I was 29, when I was 39. Yeah. And I think the difference is if I was 19, I would have wanted to be a badass. The 19-year-old me is going to do Taekwondo because I want to be a badass. And yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, right. The 39-year-old me was like, I want to get in shape. My kids are kicking and hitting stuff and it looks like fun. Let me do it. And it's influenced so much of my life because Taekwondo is not what I thought it was. It wasn't about kicking and punching and hitting. It was about mental training. And reading books is about mental training. And like you said, read anything, anything at all. Um, I taught myself Spanish. I'm teaching myself French now. Why? Because it's hard. <laughs> and you're an Android. I mean, every time I turn around, you're doing something like that. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, you know, you haven't seen me plug myself in at night, so. And now you hear Alan talk about, I, I've done this and I've done that and I'm learning Spanish and I know French and I'm, 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 I'm going to be Russian tomorrow. And, and, and I, when you first learn this film about him and hear him, he's like, that cannot be true. One can, I know a lot of people that BS about that. This is not something he does. This mental training, it, it is a reason why you are so impressed by this person. Because he doesn't go and do this to impress. No. To, because moving forward matters. Okay. Moving forward matters. I mean, there's all kinds of sayings about it. You know, if you're not moving forward, you're, you're dying. Okay. But truthfully, just trying to be a little bit more of who you are, right, not right. even better, 
just more of who you are. And then you do that, you start to expand as to how you feel about you. I will hire a poor florist because I haven't looked up florists. But if I'm standing across from a person who is confidently telling me that he cares enough about me to do the job for me, to create for me, I'm hiring that person more than the person who says, I have hundreds of different kinds of flowers in stock and everywhere I can go. And I all over the country. So and all over the world and I can bring lilies in in the middle of winter. Okay, great. But that's you telling me what you can do as opposed to me seeing that you can do because you care. And that comes from that confidence within. And once that begins, then there's nothing you don't want to know. It's contagious. Yeah. My teaching is my, you know, uh, my way of wanting to give back, but I don't know how good I am at it. You know, I really, my whole thing after two days is like, okay, so the possibilities are endless. You can see right? Right. So the the feedback, and I will speak for you on this as well. The payback for you and I is not the paycheck. (laughs) The payback for you and I, after we do training, is the person that is using that training and benefiting in some way. And uh, I, I remember somebody who wrote to me and she said, Alan, I just wanted to shoot off a quick email to you. My family is packing to go to Disney on vacation with the extra profit that we made because of what you taught us. Yeah. Right. And if that doesn't touch the heart a little bit, it's like, you're going on vacation because of me, <laughs> but they didn't go on vacation because of me. They went on vacation because of them. Because I actually have signs being made up. You've probably seen my signs. You know, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Uh, ambiguous steps bring ambiguous results. If you're listening on video, on audio, you're not seeing that. I have new signs being made up just like that. They're postcards that say, don't just take notes, take action. And that's the key. If you're always doing what you always do, your brain doesn't need to work so hard. The reason I started learning Spanish was not to impress anybody. It was literally, I was sitting in Mexico thinking, why is everybody talking to me in English? <laughs> you know, I'm in your country. Why? And that we really, it was like, I feel, I feel like an entitled American right now. And then that led to other things. And that then led to the, the French is just, why not? You know, why not? I have a chapter in one of my books, uh, which is what can crossword puzzles teach you about life and business? And I do the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal crossword puzzle every day. And if you've never done them, they get harder every day, starting from Monday. And I only, in the beginning, only did Mondays until I could then do Tuesday. And then I did Tuesdays. I started Wednesdays. And, you know, uh, people think Sunday is the hardest puzzle. It's actually not. It's actually Saturday. Sunday is like a Thursday, but it's bigger. There's a um, Netflix documentary called Wordplay, right? But Sunday is just like a big Thursday. But I remember trying to do a Friday and feeling like an idiot, like just like an idiot, until you start to learn how do they make the clues and things like that. And, and now I'll, I don't say I sit down with a Saturday and pen and do it in one sitting. I do it in pen. I have white out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Android. <laughs> no, but, no but, but, but this is the practice. I, there was a long time I could only do Monday. Now, but what I did in that article is I said, I could have given up. I could pull out my phone and look up the answers, right? I could pull out a dictionary or something. But I don't. And I thought to myself, why don't I just give up? Why don't I throw that in the recycling bin and say, I can't do this? And I said, well, how do I know if I can't do it unless I try to do it? And I think that's what this is all about. You and I talking here is investing in yourselves. You don't know what you can do until you try. Right. Well, so a couple of things that, 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 that comes to me when you're talking about the, this. Uh, number one, 
the overwhelm of this conversation for some people sounds like, oh, and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to do this and that. Like, oh my God, oh, ah, I can at least buy a microphone. Okay. No, I, I completely get that. The overwhelm, the way to get away from that overwhelm of everything you think you need to do to be able to be the thing you think you need to be is that there is one thing in front of you that's necessary to be done. Do that, whatever. Okay. And if it's, if it's a, I'm reading a book. Okay. Do read a book for a half an hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for me, it's, a, you know, if I had little signs, my, one of mine would be do the next thing. Okay. Uh, so many of us uh, uh, in my part of the wedding industry have tons of ADHD and that overwhelm just takes over until you start to realize that if you can just take a breath and do the next thing in front of you, then all of the things that you could do, all these possibilities that you're talking about that I'm talking about doesn't seem as overwhelming because that one thing will do something for you. And the other one is I do believe that we're living in a world of, of people, uh, people are more afraid today to ask for help than they were 10, 15 years ago. I've got two teenage daughters that are graduating high school and over their years of high school, it was a struggle for them because, well, and, and, and I hate to point at one thing, but it's almost like the YouTube university uh, culture, right? Okay. I don't need to ask. I can look it up. I don't need to find someone. I can just check it out. Whereas I know after my years, and I had to figure it out myself, that nothing is done on your own. Nothing. And I'm not saying that because you need to take a class from me or need to class, take a class from him or anybody. It's, it's that nothing is really achieved by yourself, okay? Right. So, so if you're unafraid to reach out, if you're unafraid to ask for help, you're going to get it and you'll be able to succeed. And you don't have to stand there and say, well, I succeeded because Alan Berg gave me a thing. Well, he's, it's nice. And I, I like it when I get that. He likes it when he gets that. But the truth is, if you can just let go of the fact that you don't know, and it's okay, that yeah. you don't know. And I, it's not just my teenage daughters. I've seen 25-year-olds, 36-year-olds, 40-year-olds are still living in, I don't know, and I don't want anybody to know I don't know. So I'm not going to ask. It and doesn't I, make you weak. It doesn't make you weak to not know. So the first part of what you said about the next thing, it's actually, while we're recording this, it's the uh, podcast that I, I released yesterday, which is called Don't Paint the House. I just ripped you off. See? No, there you go. So Don't Paint the House is a true story of someone when I was at The Knot. I was VP of sales at The Knot, and I had somebody working for me. And uh, she was a divorced woman, single mom, and she bought a house. And I'm really proud. Wow, it's so great she got the house because when she got divorced, they sold the house, right? And I kept asking her, so how's the house coming? And every time I spoke to her, it was, you know, house is good, but I need to paint the house. And then, you know, next time is I need to paint the house and I need to paint the house. And one day, it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday, I said, uh, how's, you know, after we did our business, I said, you know, how's the house? And she goes, ah, I need to paint the house. I said, you know what? And she kept saying, I don't have the time, right? I don't have the time. I don't have time. That is the big excuse of everybody. I said, well, don't paint the house. <laughs> and she said, but I need to paint the house. And then the short story, you can listen to the podcast. It's like 12 minutes or whatever is, I said, can you paint one wall today? Because right? you can't paint the house today, but can you paint a wall today? But she couldn't because she had no paint, no drop cloths, no rollers, no whatever. I said, can you go to wherever, Home Depot, Ace Hardware, whatever, Lowe's, and buy what you need. Get the paint chips. Do something instead of nothing, right? And so my wife and I, uh, what did she want for our anniversary last weekend? She wanted to paint the bedroom, okay? And I was like, damn, I'm getting off easy. So, okay, we painted the bedroom. We went and she went and picked the colors out. And then we got everything we needed. And Saturday was our anniversary. And Saturday morning, I did not go out for my walk or a bike ride. We painted the bedroom that day, right? But we could 
because we had all the stuff we needed. We had gone through the color choices. We had the drop cloths. We had the rollers. We had the pole. We had the ladder. We had the, the trays, We right? All of those things required an action, but they didn't have to all be done at once. Right. You have to do something. And and that's the key. I made these my podcast short because people tell me I like the soundbite. I'm out for a walk. I, I, I'm running an errand. I can listen to that. I get that, right? I, I have some other people that are like, oh, it's an hour. I don't know if I have an hour right now. Uh, I do audio books for the same reason because I can do that in the car. I can do that while I'm doing something else. It's priorities. And you talked about, you know, taking care of yourself, taking your health. That's just making you a priority. Right. And and I get it, right? You're you're a dad, I'm a dad. It's hard, especially if you have little kids and you have obligations and stuff. Uh, I saw it's something like that, telling you that, oh, it can't be about me. Okay, I can't. Okay, as long as I'm taking care of them. As long as right. I don't have to about, I, you know, I, I can just treat myself when I'm feeling bad and eat my feelings with seven pounds of ice cream. Really, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, get it. I saw this thing the other day. Uh, Jake Tapper on CNN just published his fifth or sixth novel. Yeah. I didn't know he wrote novels. I don't read novels. I tend to read nonfiction books. But, but fifth or sixth, right? Yeah. I'm like, this is a pretty busy guy. <laughs> He's a pretty busy guy. And what the article was about, it wasn't about him so much as it was about he writes for 15 minutes a day at least. It could be longer, but at least 15. And I had been working on a book, which I put off to the side, decided I didn't want to write that book now. But there was a different book I wanted to write. And I was getting some notes together and getting stuff, but I really never got the book started. I got the outline. I got the stuff there. And I read that article and I was like, crap, I have 15 minutes. (laughs) I do. I have 15 minutes, right? And I started writing. And some days I wrote a little bit. Some days I wrote more. One day I wrote for like three or four hours. And I think I'm 12 chapters into the book now. Because I read that article that said, do you have 15 minutes? I was like, yes, I do. Thank you. I do. Yeah. Well, and another thing I know that people do when they hear these podcasts or they hear you or I talking about this stuff, they say, yeah, yeah, but I'm not Alan Berg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm not Bill Herman. You know something? Can you see behind me? <laughs> This is my, I got to paint the house. There are 17 to 20 things in here that all need to be done now. When I'm most successful in this room is when I take on the one thing. Now, I don't always succeed. It's always a struggle. It's always, I have to remind myself when I step in here and I start to say, ah, I can't do it. I need to recognize it and go, oh, that's right. I'll just take one thing on. Now I've been doing that and I've been doing that for two weeks and this still looks like hell, right? That's how bad it was. But I also understand that just because I can see it in others doesn't mean it's not over here. I'm exactly like everybody else. I have the same issues, the same problems. That's how I know that I can speak to them for other people is because I'm not sitting in an ivory tower here. I know it because I see it in myself and I start to see the successes for me. And if I can see it for me, I can certainly share it with you. And that's really, I think, what what, that's the thing that, that I have a problem with when I do these things, because at, at times I, that's the number one thing I don't, I can't get past with, with people saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not a Bill Herman. Oh gosh, you know, I'm glad you're not. <laughs> I, I really, the guys I've learned from some of the most amazing actors and performers and speakers in my life. I would never want to be any of them at right. the time I thought I needed to be. Yeah. No, no it's not. You, you need to be yourself. Besides you don't want to be short and bald like me. So, um, <laughs> Maybe. But, but they, maybe you could be an Android. There you go. So wrapping this up, investing in yourself personally, investing in yourself professionally, those little wins, I think this is the thing to me. 
the little win. If I sat down and wrote for 15 minutes that day, it felt good, right? But there are other things too, again, investing. I remember early in the pandemic, I said to my wife, you know what, let's go in the pantry. We have stuff that's probably gonna expire in a month or two. Let's go donate it, right? There are people waiting on food bank lines. And we did that and we, we brought that stuff over. It felt good. I found a box of N95 masks in my garage I used for woodworking early in the pandemic. We gave it to the police station. I was like, you know what? You guys need it more than I do, right? That's also investing in yourself, doing something that makes it feel better. You know, cleaning up your yard, uh, cleaning up this, you know, picking up garbage in the street. I don't care what it is. Do something you haven't done before. Do something you've been trying to do. Take that one step. Uh, what was it? The Lao Tzu, you know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. And the thing is that that step always begins wherever you are. Don't worry about where you are. Take the first step. You take the step. Be excited about it. Okay. Yeah. Go mow your lawn. Go, look at what I did. Yeah. When you sweep up the kitchen, look what I did. When you take the N95 masks out, look what I, you need to celebrate those things because no one else is gonna. But, but, but the thing is, you will find a reason why it's not enough. You have to feel good about it yourself. If you need the outside verification, validation for it, you're doing it, I think, for the wrong reason. I didn't go on social media and say, hey, look, I gave my N95 mask to the police. No, we did it because we felt good about it, right? It, it felt good to us. Uh, I got a bicycle last year. My son it was, lives in San Francisco now, and he came home because the smoke was so bad over there. He came home. He got a bike. I, I had given my bike to his brother, so I didn't have a bike. I got a bike. And I'm like, you know, it's like riding a bike, right? Isn't that what they say? It's like riding a bike. It is, except I didn't have the stamina to go ride a bike. I, and he bought a bike with, you know, racing bike with the, you know, the racing seat. And he got the, that, you know, that slingshot thing that, that, that they wear, you know, whatever. And I said, I don't understand why you. That thing they wear? What, yeah. In a hammock? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. I, I said, I don't understand why you have to wear padded pants. Why don't you just get a padded seat? Right. I just, I don't understand. Right. And I got a padded seat. I got the middle-aged man seat. Right. <laughs> That's what I did. And, and I rode. And, and I went a few miles and I'm like, whew, I'm done, right? Meanwhile, he rides 50 miles, right? I, I'm like, I'm done. And I said, you know what? Tomorrow, let me ride more. Tomorrow, let me ride more. And I, I, now I do about seven or eight miles, right? I can see with my heart rate because of my watch and stuff. But believe me, I was humbled, humbled because it is like riding a bike. I, the, the balancing was not my issue. <laughs> the knees, the hips, the, you know, the, the, my heart rate going up, going up the hills, that was it. So Take heart in the fact that, again, you don't want to be me. You don't want to be Bill. You want to be a better you, whatever that means to you. Yeah, just be a better you. So, Bill, if people want to find out more about you, where would they go? Oh, you can email me. Uh, you can Google me. My, my phone, my home phone number is on, my, on Google. Okay. <laughs> and my, you can email me, Bill at BillHerman.com. If you want to know about the workshop, it's uh, the entertainment-experience.com. And then the next one is uh, live and it's going to be in November here in Minnesota on the 15th, 16th and 17th. Now, if you want it, but, but it is a very limited amount of people. So it isn't just, you go and buy and click, you go and look into it, call me, I'll tell you what it is. You'll decide whether it's good for you because a lot of people want to do it. It's not necessarily perfect for everybody, but I will talk to anybody. I'll answer any questions. There's nothing I can tell you that I'm not going to tell you right? If anything you want to know, you got from me, as long as I got the time to spend with you on the phone. I'm doing like two, maybe three a year now. Okay. I'll put it in the show notes. So you'll give me all the links. I'll put it in the show notes for everybody here. So just take a look at the show notes. If you're listening, if it happens to be past November of 2021, Bill will have other ones coming up whenever you're listening to this. And he 
again, takes your phone call if he's available. He answers your questions. He is a generous, generous person because I think Bill, like I, understand that, you know, you're going to ask us something and we're going to learn something. So, Bill, thank you so much for joining. We could talk about this for hours, which we already do elsewhere, but we usually have a, a glass of bourbon and possibly a cigar. So there you go. Your 10 minutes. That's it. We're done. We're done. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. Full transcripts of this and every episode are available on my website at allenberg.com. And if you have any questions about anything in this episode or any of the episodes, or you'd like to make a suggestion for a future topic or a guest for one of my dialogue episodes, you can email me directly at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Please subscribe to this channel, post a review if your platform allows it, and if you don't get email updates of the latest episodes, as well as upcoming workshops and masterclasses that I have, you can join at connectwithallenberg.com. I look forward to seeing you on a future episode. Thanks. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred, please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening.